0: It's Cash Color Cannabis, a higher level of conversation on Live livehiphopdaily.tv. And this episode is sponsored by Land of His Clothing. Everything from our Land Signature Collection to our Drug Lord Collection and Return of the Vipers Collections are all available for purchase. Head to the website and shop today. And if you use promo code Cash Color Cannabis tonight while we're watching, you can save 10% off your entire order. And also, before I get started, I'd like to thank King Gummy for coming through and sponsoring gift bags for our guests tonight. Uh, these are amazing. He got some custom gummies for us. He got some oil in here. It's, it's a lot, you know, I can't show y'all everything I'll, show, I'll, I'll make sure Joe gets some good pictures so we can put it on Instagram later But shout out to King Gummy, you're going to see him occasionally throughout the shows For the next rest of the year, just dropping off packages on our guests Alright, without further ado, man, let me start the show off, man Because um, we're going to get into some real black, black and cannabis shit tonight <laughs> Let's do this My guest tonight is Royal Smith Now, uh, many of y'all probably don't know Royal Royal's pretty low-key, he does his thing I know Royal because Royal, I met Royal shit early. We were just talking about that, man, back in 2014, man. Yes. When I, around two years into when I first moved down here to Atlanta, and um, literally, we had a conversation in my house. This is back when I would invite people over my house to smoke. Like, nowadays, I'm I'm so, like, I'm cool. I'm I'm with people every day. (laughs) But when I would invite people over my crib to smoke, and me and you lit one up, and we had a whole conversation that led to I need to do a documentary.
1: Yeah, that conversation was deep. <laughs> for sure.
0: But before we get into all that, man, um for those who don't know you and no don't know your um don't know our history and nothing like that, man, just please introduce yourself and tell us what you do.
1: What's going on? First off, uh, Cash Color Cannabis. Thank you, family, for having me. Um, I want to give y'all thanks for even inviting me to do this segment with you guys. Um, My name is Royal. I'm the CEO and founder of Therapeutic Treats. Mm. We uh, are an organic chocolate company. We do hemp CBD extracts. We uh, do sugar-free bars. We also produce... Um, vegan bars, so plant-based uh, chocolates from bean to bar. So that's a little bit about the company. We started this company. I believe I started this company in 2016. Sheesh. So man. I've been doing it for a while now.
0: Bro, we are some pioneer shit, man. Like, I'm, I'm gonna pat us on the back today.
1: Bro, for real.
0: <laughs> we are some pioneer stuff. Um, before we get into the nuts and bolts of everything, because we're going we going to get the chance to discuss a lot tonight. First off, tell us about the first time you was introduced to cannabis. Uh,
1: well, um,
0: that, that laughs. Honest out, answer.
1: First time. <laughs> I discovered weed, I think I was about, i oh, sorry, cannabis, I think I was about 14, um, I was 14 years old, I think it was, I was actually got discovered from my neighbor, we used to be little kids, didn't know any better, we'll come to school, he'll go to the bus stop and I'll hit it like one or two times, I really wasn't into it, because you know, I was a kid, so I really wasn't into it, so when I really got discovered to it, I think I was about 18 in college.
0: Really? So have you have you ever thought about why you smoke since then?
1: Um, I haven't thought about why I smoke since then. I know why I smoke now, yeah. but since then I, I I haven't thought about it. But the reasons now, I mean there's many reasons, health reasons, um, mental reasons, yeah. spiritual reasons, all types type of stuff like
0: that. Bro, you, we can get into that all day, man. Like, I felt like, you know, I've been cutting back on can, on my, my consumption lately, and it's primarily for the mental reason. Like, like I mean, seriously, like, I deal with anxiety, and I deal with shit like that, so I do smoke. But then I felt like for a long time, I just had this conversation with, Soul God, with um, Big Chico once, that I hate feeling like I have to do something. So, every once in a while, I'll stop just to prove to myself, I can do this shit. Like, I don't need You know what I'm saying? I mean, like the
1: same way. Like, with me, like, every, maybe every three months, I like to give myself just like a, a one-month cleanse. cleanse. You yeah. know, just to make sure that I got a control on it and it doesn't have a control on me, for sure.
0: There you go, man. Not like, not like it, I'm saying it's like one of those habit, like, trying to kind of drugs, but I just know my life. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And every once in a while, I got I to gotta step back and give myself a cleanse.
1: I agree with you on that.
0: All right, so I'm gonna get into the story right now, man. Because I always think the story of how I met you and and why it's important is 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 hilarious. Uh, Give you all some backstory, man. I'm actually working on a book right now about cash color cannabis. Uh, It's called Tuesday Night Live. You know the the ten episodes that impacted cash color cannabis. And um, when I started writing about it, I was writing about our first episode. Who was my man Chris J. And I always tell Chris J, you made history. Like no matter what we do in the rest of our life, how many episodes we got, somebody's going to always say who's the first guest, and it's always going to be you. You are the first person I ever had a conversation with about, yo, I think I'm gonna do this shit, and I'm gonna film it, and we're gonna tell this story. You was the very first person I had that conversation. with. I remember with. that day. I
1: remember that day.
0: Well, really let's am. let's get to even how I met you because I was laughing about that off off air. I met you because um it was 2000 it was 2014. I remember. Because it was two years after I moved to Atlanta, and um, I was looking for a weed person. You know, it's kind of hard to just walk up and ask somebody, yo, do you smoke weed? Do you sell weed? So you always got to be kind of kind of on the low key about it. And I was at this event, and my man, um, I think Milestone might have been pro- – throwing it but he was definitely performing it was over there where cloud nine used yeah. to be <laughs> so we was in the back lot of that and um, i smelled the weed in the air you know almost like um almost like scooby-doo like you smell something in the air you start floating <laughs> so i smelled the weed in the air and i was like who's smoking this and i saw the little session she was having over there by a car and i was like i don't want really to interrupt let me wait till my man's by himself and i just you know stepped to him so i did i was like hey you know you got any bud he was like no nah, i ain't got nothing on me but I do sell. So I was like, I even better, you know what I'm saying? So now I got to connect. So eventually we did link up and connect and, um, you brought some weed over, but before you brought the weed over, you said, Hey, you know, I, do, I got edibles too. I do, I'm a chef. I cook edibles. And I'm like, I, I ain't never had an edible a day in my life. So I was geeked about that. So I say <laughs> extra money, <laughs> bring over, bring, bring over a, 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 one of them brownie joints too. So you brought over the brownie and the weed and we just got, a, got cool. And one day I had you over the crib. This is after I um, got back from Denver because I, um, I was working for this nonprofit at the time. And they flew me out to Denver to help them with their organization. I get back from Denver, and I remember sitting in my house with you smoking a blunt. And I was telling you how, yo, I'm in Denver, and they just passed weed. Like, weed is legal in this whole state. It like, looked like Amsterdam out there, like people smoking weed in front of the state capital. is bananas, you know what I mean? Correct. But I said the crazy part was I didn't see – whenever I walked by a store, I didn't see no black people. And I said, I was picking up magazines then at the time. I was picking up any kind of local stuff that was talking about weed. You'd flip through every page. I wouldn't see a single black person. I was like, that's crazy as shit to me. So at the same time, while we smoking, you had told me something I had never heard even at that moment. I went to a conference.
1: Yep, I remember that.
0: <laughs> and I was like, a conference? Have you having conferences about weed? Yeah. And he said, yeah, I went to this conference, man. And
1: um, I was the only black person in the room. Yeah, correct. It was like, I remember that day. It was that conference. It was actually a conference in D.C. It was a a cannabis conference, and I remember going to that conference, and I could count on one hand how many black people was there during this time, you know. And at the time, weed had just become legal in D.C., so it was actually a big thing. And it was no black owner, so that actually made me think about, like, this is something I actually really want to get into.
0: This is early days of DC too, when it was gifting. Like, yeah. like, oh yeah. man, the gifting yeah, process. Like the I thought gift the, gift. the gifting process was the most genius shit ever, man. Like, you could. I'm not selling you weed. I'm selling you a t shirt. <laughs> shirt. This t shirt just happens to Come happens to be gift. eighty dollars, and it comes with weed. You
1: know what I'm saying? Like they used Correct. to the gifting. I remember that. Yep.
0: They yep. used to the gifting, but yeah. So when you told me that, I was like, dang, that's crazy. So I'm looking at these magazines. There ain't no black people. You telling me you're going to conferences? And I thought to myself, how can I, what can I do? Because I had stopped writing at the time. I was done with hip hop, I was bored with it. But I was trying to figure out what I could still write about, bro. So I started pitching this story to all my editor friends who wrote for websites and shit. And I was like, yo, I wanna write this story about, called Black and Cannabis, where we talk about the lack of cannabis in black, in the a, in a, lack of black people in the cannabis community. And when I say every email came back to no. Every email came back to, now we can't, matter of fact, one person, I ain't going to tell you the, p- the outlet, but one outlet, my man, hit me back and said, yo, Mac, you know, I fuck with you, but we can't discuss weed and any illegal drugs on the website. And I told him, I said, bro, right now Wiz Khalifa is on the homepage of your website with a blunt in his mouth because he just dropped a new video. What you mean we can't talk about weed? And his response was literally, LOL. Like, his response was literally L-O-L. So I said to myself, all right, shit, well, I got to do something about this. So um, the most I could do is I thought, let me film something. I said, you know, people are visuals at this point. Maybe if I film something, I show it to them. They'll get what I was doing. And that turned into the color green cash color cannabis. So I started filming that for two years, me and Danny Digital. Oh, Danny pulled up tonight. Danny's also part of the story. Me and Danny Digital was filming that. We went to New York. We went to L.A. Like from 2015 to 2016, we took a whole trip around this country to discuss why we're not seeing more black people in the cannabis space. And um, it, it was just dope. And, you know, eventually it morphed into the podcast, Cash Color Cannabis Podcast. But I, whenever I think of the story, I always think of sitting in my house, smoking that blunt, and me and Royal had this whole conversation. And if I didn't know Royal, if I didn't walk up to him and say, hey, you got the weed, if we didn't start that conversation, I don't know if I ever would have did this.
1: Yeah yep yep that's that's crazy man it's crazy the world is so small yeah even with me when i first started i was doing edibles and even with me doing edibles it changed my whole vision of the plant and it changed my whole vision of how to move with it so it actually doing edibles actually helped me transform Transform into doing Actual CBD edibles So mm. that That was really The standout moment Well I always uh,
0: Congratulations man You was part of You're part of Cash Club Gambit's history too Round and round about you. Yeah cause we definitely You know as you know now We almost 300 episodes in We almost We Back in, in December We'll be six years Into doing this That's big Yeah that's, that's big. crazy that's I think about major. that too man Like every time I see An old picture so Like somebody tagged me In a, a throwback Thursday From two years ago And I said That felt like ten years ago It
1: does right It does Even when I, st- I think I started This company in 2016, and it still it feels like so long ago,
0: man. Do you know what's great? I told you about uh, when I first got therapeutic treats; it was mailed to me. So, I'm when I first saw you, and you. (laughs) This is how still this is how still people's minds are. This is me at the time doing a full documentary. I see you with this product outside of an event. Pitching it to people, and I thought you were an employee. <laughs> like I never once I thought to myself, he owns this brand. Like th- again, this is me doing this documentary. See, that's
1: that's because black people not in the cannabis industry. Yeah, so man. You wouldn't even
0: ever thought that representation matters, bro. But um, before we even get into therapeutic trees, let's talk about your culinary background, man. How long have you been chefing? Like have you been, you've been chefing around the house when you was young. So when you was making gourmet grilled
1: cheeses and shit. Actually talking about that. Actually, when I was younger, um, I used to cook. I used to cook. My mom would never let me cook on a stove till I turned about 12. So I used to cook in the microwave. I used to make bacon in the microwave, eggs in the microwave,
0: <laughs> broccoli, <laughs> and then,
1: you name it. I'd cook it in the microwave. Yeah. But actually, um after that, I went to school. I went to school for a business. I went to Gordon College. And then after that, I went to culinary school. So yeah. I always had a passion for cooking. So I worked in the industry for about seven years. I worked at top restaurants like the optimist house rich carlton stuff like that so i was able to learn and i actually moved up the ladder pretty fast as a young man and i got into executive chefs and it was more like babysitting and it wasn't cooking anymore I so it. i got bored with it so it was like oh man you know grown people don't want to listen to no one younger than them so it's like babysitting so, I mean, I got bored with it and ended up getting in the bakery and baking and stuff like that. And it's funny because of my sister. She used to tell me, You gonna bake? Watch. And I used to always say, Man, there ain't no baker. Baker for girls. So I ended up, long story short, I Stop ended it. up yeah. <laughs> start baking, got into the edibles, and eventually got into this.
0: That's crazy, man. You know, it's so funny how many black men I meet who are chefs who also dabble into cannabis. Into you know, like we had Scottly Lee come through about two years ago.
1: Oh, that's my boy,
0: boy Scottly. Shut this bitch down, bro. Like, like when I talk about, well, I always say the Freeway Ricky episode. Like we had close to sixty um, something people. He in this
1: throw family. down on that Caribbean cuisine, <laughs> dog. Yo, when no, when, when
0: Scottly came through with that with that um, with that infused jerk ramen, <laughs> dog. I'm talking about standing room only. Like it was it was packed up in here, man. But it's dope to see black men getting you know flexing not only their chef skills but also showing that you could you could move that over into the cannabis space and still make a living correct correct yeah so you um so therapeutic trees talk to us about the the, the moment you came up with therapeutic trees and said that this is the next move for me
1: okay so around 2015 my dad my stepdad actually he uh he was Diagnosed with brain cancer oh, so, sorry to hear that Yeah it's all good Things happen But he was diagnosed With brain cancer um, So uh, I was a chef at the time Working two jobs So I never had time To actually hang out With my family And stuff like that And I used to get My mom and my stepdad To the restaurants They'll come eat Try cuisines and stuff So I actually My stepdad ended up passing but at the times i was making edibles and i was giving it to him he didn't know it was edibles but it was working he was like chilling and stuff like that so um I, he actually ended up passing away in that moment i was like man you know what time is too precious to be working two jobs and still broke you know what i'm saying so <laughs> yeah. like i made a decision that moment that hey i'm gonna just work for myself so i started doing edibles and once i did that i realized that I went I started traveling, I started going to California a lot. So I actually discovered C B D in California. So the moment I discovered C B D is funny how the universe works um I came back to Atlanta. I got offered a job to do edibles in California, but they just legalized CBD here in Georgia. So I ended up denying the job and ended up starting my own CBD company.
0: That's crazy, man. So, so you know, again, taking a taking a risk on yourself, basically. You yeah. know what I mean? Taking and, a gamble. And on understanding yourself. that moment when you might have to jump into the entrepreneurial space, like you say, you don't want to be all your life working two jobs and feeling like you still broke. Yeah. Especially right. when you know you yeah. have a gift in you that if I'm gonna be broke, I'm at least gonna be broke with my gift.
1: Uh, uh, I'm at least be broken happy and happy. You and know? happy. It, su- yeah. it sucks being broken. I ain't gotta get to hang with your friends. I ain't getting to go out of town. I ain't getting. It's still gotta work. Yeah, and, and crazy thing about the restaurant industry is you got all these people working in the industry, and some of these expensive restaurants, you don't even have. They don't even pay you enough to. Before it to really go there and eat and enjoy it So that's really what was Changed my mind to what I was doing
0: You know what this is in, I'm going to actually um, divert away from therapeutic treats For a second and get back into culinary This wasn't even a question I was going to ask But do you feel like there are enough black faces When it comes to um, behind the behind, When we look in restaurants and see them Actually behind the grills and actually Chefing up like you feel like we're seeing enough Black faces in these spaces
1: So with, with that being said I honestly feel like When I go to restaurants nowadays, even before, I honestly feel like it's more black and Hispanic people in the kitchen cooking, I don't feel like it's enough of them at, in that executive chef position mm-hmm. or in that sous chef position. Yeah. Like they're always behind the scenes cooking, you know, cooking the food instead of being the face of that company or the face of the food. Yeah. So I don't you know,
0: And like, I thought about that because I you have seen that documentary on Netflix. It's about um shit. I forgot the name of it now, man. But I, every time I eat French fries, I think about Thomas Jefferson. I, I, think, I think about um um so ah uh, uh, was it high on the hog? High on the <laughs> hog. Every time I eat French fries now, I think about Thomas Jefferson's slave and how he he had basically invented French fries. We don't get enough credit, man. Yeah,
1: we don't. We don't. I mean, we invented a lot of things. Yeah. We, and you got to think about it in school as a black student, and I'm sure everyone can relate to this. In school as a black person, one month out of the year of you being in school, they teach you about what you did and <laughs> exactly how good month. you were. So as a kid. Just think about it. If you learning in school and they are not telling you black inventors exist, black entrepreneurs exist, black business people exist. As a kid, you just get lost and you thinking to yourself like, hmm, maybe I can't do anything. But one month out of the year, they want to talk about you know Black History Month and stuff. That that's another thing that needs to change.
0: Yeah, definitely do, man. You know, especially when you talk about Black History Month, because they love to not only shove it into one month. But you get the same people, not like same you know. People. Yeah, you get the exact same people, Correct. and there's no real, there's no real push, especially now, nowadays. You know, there's no real push to, for you to expand that knowledge on your own, or even be encouraged to expand that knowledge on your own. Correct. So representation matters. I'm blessed to be able to see that brothers like yourself, shout to Scott Lee and all of them, um, putting your face behind the grills and being executive chefs and starting your own restaurants and things like that, or doing what you're doing now with therapeutic treats, se- separating it from, um, you know, just being in a restaurant to saying I got a brand. And this brand is going to be kind of revolutionary because we're doing it with this. Yep. So what was it like when you first started doing the, the when you first started actually doing the business? Like, you know, stepping into that space is is, is nerve wracking in itself because now it's all on you. Like, what was it like when you first stepped in there like that?
1: When I first started this business, um, I thought it was going to be like cakewalk. You know, I've been an entrepreneur all my life, just not on paper. I've always sold stuff plates clothes whatever but when i started this business it was more like all right i got this until i started the business and then it was like okay i don't got this you know so (laughs) it was just more about learning and growing as a person and learning how to take no for an answer and keep it on and keep it moving and keep it pushing
0: well you know doing business like what was the biggest mistake
1: that you felt like you learned from i have a couple of those (laughs) 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 biggest i don't know um the biggest is just making sure if you're doing business, making sure you're picking the right partners, mm. the right people in your corner, um, making cru- sure you're watching your money that's crucial making sure you know making sure you have a team who actually supports your vision. That was the biggest thing
0: that's crucial you know you know the biggest thing for me has always been budgeting money. And I'm learning that as I go from Atlanta's clothing to cash color <laughs> cannabis. It's so easy to get something and feel like, all right, so I just made it. And you're not thinking to yourself, you got to think, like I think about it this now. Everything you make, if you, you should try to stack it for at least three months. Imagine it like it's rent. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to have some kind of backup. You know, something else I learned? I won't take an investment. I don't care if it's for a dollar unless I know I, for a fact, I have $2 in Correct. front of me. You know what I mean? Like I'm never going to be, um, um, subjected to somebody else
1: like that crazy that you said that my thing my take on that is um for me like even with therapeutic i don't think i made any money for the first two to three years like i didn't pay myself Mm -hmm. you know i was still working still doing my thing so i wasn't really pressed for the cash so i i didn't pay myself and stuff like that that's one thing that i tell entrepreneurs all the time don't think just because you're making money you're making money you know it's a big difference between because with business you still have different expenses mm-hmm. and you still want the business to grow so you want to take the money and let the money make more money you know you want to grow the money instead of taking the money and messing it up you know or doing personal things because one thing about it is when you run out of cash capital your business is Halted, bro. you know, it pauses.
0: So. It's almost like you're talking to my spirit right now, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, w- I was at the point where life, and I should have knew better, where you're spending money, like you say, you, you, you should know for a fact you're not going to make money for the first three years. Like, I was, I was getting money, and I'm like, I got money. You know what I'm saying? So I'm doing everything I could possibly do. Until you hit that wall. And you're like, damn, now I got to start really back all the way over. Yeah. And I feel better about that because now you learn you learn what you don't have to do later. You know it's, what I mean? It's like when you yeah. was
1: younger and you see your mom having the money. You say, mom, mm-hmm. let me get a couple of dollars. Let's go do this. And she's like, boy, I ain't got no money. Bro. I got bills. It's just like that.
0: Bro, I realize now I don't got McDonald's money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like on oh, some real shit. I don't got McDonald's money. So, um, you know, it's crazy. I, told, I, I joked about how when I first saw you with Therapeutic Treats. I assumed that you was working for them. They, you wasn't. It wasn't your brand. And I thought that's how crazy, even me as I'm working on Color Green, and I know you personally, I still thought you was working. That it wasn't your brand. How many times do you get confused for that even now? That when these people see you pull up, they're thinking that you're an employee of Therapeutic Treats and that's not your brand.
1: Man, to be completely honest, when I first started the brand, I didn't push my face. I didn't push anything. I just pushed the product. So, mm-hmm. People really never even knew. So, I mean, even today, to this day, I still get like, oh, that's your brain. You created that. You sure? You know? (laughs) You sure? Yeah, right. I still get that. So.
0: Yeah, that's, that's, it's, I mean, it's real to be black. You know what I'm saying? It's no, the same thing. In, bro, I say the same thing in media. When you pull up with a with a media pass or whatever, they'll bypass you quick if they think that's your brand. You know what I'm saying? You better come saying you work for somebody else's first. And that's even, what I
1: thought when I first started. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Another one of those crucial mistakes that I think is that, you know, not promoting my blackness, not saying, hey, this is a black-owned brand and stuff like that. So yeah. one thing I do regret was not pushing that in the
0: beginning. Yeah, well you got the chance now man and right now you're putting your face out there and this is a black owned brand. Yep. He's not a black employee at a brand. <laughs> no
1: employee.
0: No no no. And you you are definitely thriving man. so I told you I first got I first got in the mail. Somebody mailed it to me. Yeah. You know it wasn't and it wasn't you. You know that's yeah, the crazy yeah, yeah. part even now that I think about it <laughs> like somebody emailed me and said hey would you like to try this product and I'm like uh, I guess so I like free shit. <laughs> Never <laughs> thought it was my man's who lived like nowhere like close to close to, me. to you. Yeah. 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 So you got employees now like you're really booming man like like looking back at yourself looking from now to back at yourself later um what kind of advice would you give yourself what is it like to like know that you know where you started from is right
1: now like what, could, what would you tell yourself um if i look if i had to look back and tell myself i would first tell myself don't spend all the damn money with marketing people <laughs> 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 but no for real i would uh just tell myself to keep going. Don't give up. You know, you have your ups, you have your downs, you have your days where you feel like, hey, man, that's not going to work. Yeah. Just tell myself to keep going and keep going harder.
0: Yeah. That's about it. What separates therapeutic um, treats from other from other CBD-based um, edibles in and, 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 oh. and companies such as, like, similar to yours?
1: So with ours, with therapeutic treats, our special niches, we offer... Organic. We offer vegan-friendly. I offer gluten-free options. So, with with our products, you're gonna get some of the best tasting chocolates, and it's not confectionery chocolate. So it's not none of that fake Hershey's, Kit Kat type of chocolate. It's real chocolate made from real cocoa beans. Shots fired. You know, no (laughs) no shots because they big, they big companies. That's one thing we got to get out of doing that using that fake product but what makes us different is you know it's an organic product it's vegan it's plant-based so you're basically eating chocolate that's Or it's made from plants So I mean We also offer like Sugar free options So that's our niche That's the catcher Like a lot of people Have like dietary issues So we offer like Sugar free I offer gluten free Like I said vegan So that's the standout With us
0: Word I see you got some Products with here man Talk to us about Some of the stuff You brought out for us
1: Oh correct So let me see this pumpkin spice and salted caramel. <laughs> it's that, it's, that time it's of fall year. time, so <laughs> it's fall time, so I'm definitely gonna promote it. But um, this flavor actually dropped today, matter of fact. So it's uh we we do uh, we do a full bar. It's like two ounce bars. Um, each product is 120 milligrams of full spectrum CBD. Mm. I also have THC free. CBD so the thing and the difference Between full spectrum is full Spectrum has that legal limit of that 0.3% of THC Whereas THC free doesn't Have any THC at all It's just plain CBD So basically our product Is you get a 2 ounce Bar 120 milligrams And it comes into A resellable uh, pouch A lot of people in the game don't have Like resellables cause you know Something that I want you to break off, enjoy, retry it. So it comes in four different breakdown pieces. So you're able to micro dose the amount of C B D you actually get it.
0: Lit man. So what's um what are what was what's how did you you know last year was COVID. Like COVID COVID was a huge um um super stop, super reset for a lot of companies. How were you able to maintain the brand through COVID and what did you learn from that?
1: So during COVID very tough times, um a lot of our B2B, business to business, like wholesale accounts was lost. They was like gone because a lot of people, a lot of companies and businesses shut down. So they didn't have customers actually walking in the store. So we already had an online presence but COVID made us get a bigger online presence and, you know, start subscription boxes and mm. start marketing to online and working with a lot of influencers and stuff like that. So um, what I've learned in COVID, just, you know, don't get caught on thinking, hey, just because my bars are in retail, they're going to sell. You got to actually still push the product. So just after doing COVID, just making sure we had a, bigger internet pro- uh, internet base so basically an internet uh, fan base basically.
0: Word. So I know the um, pumpkin spice just dropped. What else are we going to look forward to as far as new products coming down the line?
1: So we actually have minis um, we have chocolate chips we like if you like to bake you take our chocolate chips you can make chocolate chip cookies but right now I am actually working on vegan gummies so I'm trying to get into this whole CBD gummies And I'm also looking into Delta 8 As well so like Delta 8 products Should be coming as well
0: All right, man let's talk talk weed for a second man What's your favorite strain?
1: Um, Okay so When I'm looking to Be a couch potato (laughs) I would say Blue cheese Interesting story I actually went to a conference In Detroit a high time cannabis conference In Detroit shout outs to Detroit Because they had some amazing weed but um went there and I had this strand called blue cheese. It was Indica. And I mean, I that was my first time ever even learning about King Palm's rolling papers or mm. king palm leaf papers. Um me and my friend, we ended up uh rolling up a blunt uh, putting a three five into the king palm, man. We left the conference, hit the blunt, we didn't even finish it. It was like, all right, we gonna get, we gonna take a little nap, go out, see what Detroit got to offer. We woke up, it was like six o'clock in the morning. So, like, I would say blue cheese is my favorite.
0: Yo, you know what? Uh, shout out to my boy Nino with the weed bar. He would love hearing that you just said Detroit got the best weed. <laughs> <laughs> He would love hearing that. I remember him coming down to Atlanta and having that whole argument with people. That a lot you know, of people
1: be like, "Man, Detroit!" We? But it just depends on where you go and to get it from. They actually got some good stuff there.
0: I believe it, man. So you, you spoke about King Palmer. Um, I'm somebody right now who's trying to move away from tobacco rolls. Like as y'all say, shout out to um, shout out to Bouquet, who one of our sponsors for the for the month. Rolling papers, I'm definitely going to be using those. What's your favorite method of consumption? Like, are you a blunt person? Are you a paper person? So are you a glass person? personally,
1: I love raws. So, I'm going to try these, these rolling papers, but raw cones, that's my favorite way to go.
0: Yeah, raws are dope, man. Like, I, I'm just now getting into papers. Like, I was one of them people who I felt like papers burn too fast.
1: It all depends on how much... Cannabis, you actually got in it, and yeah. you know, if it's windy or not, but yeah, I bro,
0: agree. it tastes better though. Like, the it weed definitely. tastes so much better when you're using papers, you know, it what feels mean?
1: better too. It's like a, a cleaner smoke,
0: yeah. And I feel like I'm making my um, I had a roommate when I was in college, my man Jamal, he was from um, um, St. Martin. And he used to always joke about us. He said, man, y'all, 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 y'all smoking tobacco. Y'all ain't even smoking the weed. Y'all don't even know what y'all doing. <laughs> I feel like I'm making him proud by saying, bro, I'm about to move away from the tree, from, from, from tobacco. Because, boy, he used to get on us heavy about that. But, yeah, it tastes so much better when you're smoking with papers to me. Like, I'm not telling people, you know, saying, go ahead and drop the, drop the blunt tomorrow. I just see my man Joe just rolled up a fronto. <laughs> just came on (laughs) bro when i (laughs) (laughs) when i say nino must have heard me bro when i say Uh that was his thing boy that was a whole argument he had man. i'll never forget that argument with um jay with jay will and um jackpot about the weed in Detroit. And how he, man, I ain't going to get into it, but it's so hilarious, bro. It's so hilarious. Yo, I'm so proud of you and everything you're doing, man. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, you really are you really a shining star for a lot of folks, man. I'm glad you're putting your face out there more because, yeah, I don't want people to, like myself, always <laughs> feel like you're the employee of a brand because I don't even want to embarrass myself by saying how long I still thought you were employee of Therapeutic Treats. I never thought that that was your, the brand that you owned. So thank you for that, man. We need more. We need more black faces like yours, prominent and out there. Um, so what's the? Where, where do you see therapeutic treats in the next ten
1: years? So in the next ten years, I actually my goal is to continue building the brand and. Um, the next ten years, hopefully they pass T A C here in Georgia. Oh sure. well, let's hope in the next ten years. <laughs> yeah. And I wanna have that brand, you know, I still wanna have that C B D brand, but I also wanna have that T A C brand as well. So in the next ten years I see myself having different products, T A C products, you know, more uh C B D products and stuff like that.
0: Do you see a standalone store? Like I you know, I, I yo, you're at Georgia Hemp Company.
1: Yeah, I'm in. A, I'm Bro, in a couple places. like it's places. so crazy to be able to walk down Georgia again. I seen
0: the product. Do you ever think about having a standalone, a standalone therapy to treat store?
1: So to be completely honest with this COVID stuff, that realized that made me realize that I personally feel like standalone is is probably done with brick really? and mortars. Yeah, breaking a lot of brick. Even if you look around now, you see like Dunkin' Donuts and stuff. They have. It to set up to where you just grab your stuff and go you don't even actually Dunkin' donuts I, I, hey
0: not 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 to give Dunkin' donuts props man we, Dunkin' donuts been dying to get y'all outside that store you yeah. know they, they've been for the longest been waiting for people to not be able to come here no homeless people sleeping yeah no people using yeah. our internet yeah stand the fuck outside yeah so it's a lot of
1: you got a lot of stores who was brick and mortar slimming down you know yeah. so i don't i don't personally see a brick and mortar store for therapeutic but maybe that'll change
0: bro i love to see that man like i just went down to um, green told him they had the grand opening um they have a new store down in the pittsburgh area I love seeing that. I love seeing Georgia Hemp. I'd love to be able to say I went into the therapeutic treat store and grabbed me a couple of bars and I saw Royal and said, "What's up?" and pulled out, man. I love to do that, man. That, still, I that, still like to be touching people.
1: That probably is something that I need to think about because even even if we we set up a shop, you know, we could probably have to where we can have classes on teaching how to make your own edibles one-on-one and stuff like that
0: yeah man yeah man bro the sky's the limit for you man you definitely got a bright future ahead of you and i'm i'm proud to say that like you're part of cash color cannabis's um initial history i'm part of yours man i'm I'm glad
1: to say that correct for sure
0: glad to say that um for those who want to follow you learn more about therapeutic trees want to make some orders how can they do that
1: so uh you can follow us on instagram it's theratreats t-h-e-r-a-t-r-e-a-t-s on Facebook, is Therapeutic Treats, LLC. And if you wanted to place an order, you can go on our website. That's www.theratreats.com. And also, you can also walk into... We're probably in about five hundred plus stores across the nation. So any state, anytime, you probably could walk in. If you go on our website, you can see our store locator. You actually can see and look up and find some our
0: Bro, you getting money. Give me a dollar, man. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> you get to the
0: check. That's what's up. Yo, bro, again, I'm I'm super proud of you. Thank you for being part of this. Thank you for sitting in my house um in two thousand fifteen and smoking a blunt and literally having the conversation of why are we not having no black people? Correct. And making me say, damn, I think I, I should do
1: something about that yeah man i believe that conversation changed both of our lives man that's it crazy really
0: that's crazy man yeah part of life man so thank you for coming through i really appreciate your your contribution to everything that, that you're doing right now in cannabis and definitely thank you for the contribution you brought to cash color cannabis itself man. hey
1: thank you for having me
0: man. no doubt no doubt and that's cash color Cannabis, yeah. high level of conversation on live hip-hop daily.tv